Hi, and welcome to the Young Family Small Business Podcast, the show that deep dives into conversations with experts in small business, raising a young family, or are shining examples of mastery in both. My name is Ben Walker, and I'm the founder of Inspire, Life-Changing Accountants, and the host of this podcast. This episode is sponsored by Inspire, Life-Changing Accountants. We've worked with thousands of business owners since we started in 2013, and we're best known for saving our client base a total of $17 million in tax and counting. For every dollar of tax we proactively save a small business, Inspire donates a day worth of access to life-changing food, water, health, or sanitation services to a family in need. If you're interested in speaking with an accountant to see how we could help your business, head to inspire.business forward slash chat. G'day and welcome to another episode of Young Family Small Business. Now, this is actually a special edition for the uh, release of the 2022-23 financial year federal budget that uh, was handed down uh, literally um, when I recorded this, it was actually last night. So uh, what we've done is we've taken the bits for, um, we've got um, small business owners, investors and SMSFs, which is the the client based um, or the, the key demographic or people that we work with at Inspire. Uh, we've taken the, uh, the key things for them out of the budget and uh, we, we actually ran through this on a webinar, but um, it's, it's quite easy to just convert that to a podcast and and share that with you because we we kind of shared in detail uh, what each of those relevant things were that changed. So um, yeah, I hope you enjoy a bit of a different um, uh, podcast episode today, but uh, quite relevant, I think, for for where we're at in the financial year. And uh, please enjoy. Just a quick intro to the panelists and presenters today. We, we got Ben Walker. <laughs> <laughs> I'll introduce you, Ben. So ben, you. We, obviously we've got Ben here. Uh, you might have seen him on other webinars as well. Um, but yeah, Ben started Inspire uh, when he was uh, 23. There's actually a, a, a cool podcast. You can listen to his journey that recently we finished. Um, there's a full journey story about how, how he started Inspire. Uh, he's an award, award-winning chartered accountant, has worked in uh, both uh, big corporates and also in suburban firms. And now his own, his own kind of show he's running here. And also he has 13 years of accounting experience and wrote the, uh, the Cashed Up book as well. Um, something that's not there uh, as oh, well. He, he, lo- he, <laughs> he loves uh, uh, some really good Indian curry. So if you have any recommendations for some good Indians, <laughs> even, even if in South Australia, please d- drop that in the chat box. So that's a little bit about Ben. Thank you, Riz. You made me nervous. You know me too well. <laughs> I didn't know where that was going. But uh, anyway, uh, and I'll reverse it here and introduce you. Uh, so Riz uh, or Rizal Ramzan is uh, all the way from Malaysia where he grew up. Um, and he's an associate partner, um, general manager and chartered accountant here at Inspire. Um, he joined in 2016 after um, yeah, a bit of a, a few years in a, a couple of different firms uh, around Brisbane uh, before deciding to join um, Inspire, which has, um, yeah, has been fantastic uh, to see him grow. Um, and um, just as a client base alone in 2021 financial year, so this is last tax planning season, uh, he saved $2 million just with his client base alone, which is pretty exciting. And we've also got Jamie, who uh, maybe just pop your camera on again, Jamie. But, um, Jamie from our team is a senior accountant um, who was uh, posting all the budget updates last night on our team Slack channel, which was cool. And um, yeah, definitely has his head around it for, um, yeah, just to help our team get on the front foot with it. Um, he, he joined Inspire uh, in 2019 after coming from one of those, those big four corporate machines. 
um, mm-hmm. and uh, ha- ha- played a hand in saving one of our clients 96k in tax, which is a huge amount. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, yeah, Jamie is a an awesome dad to a, a beautiful girl, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, oh, you even mentioned a name there, Luna, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and husband to a lovely wife, Chris. That's very cute. Mm. <laughs> And we've got um, other people on the on the team as well today that you might see the little kind of screenshots. They've got Rose, Glaze, and Tay, uh, who will be helping us uh, uh, with the logistics. And uh, yeah, they both, they've worked really hard with setting this up today. I really want to thank them at the start. And, and yeah, hopefully we can uh, have a smooth ride today. That's it. Uh, fantastic. Um, and well, I mean, we've talked a lot about the tax savings um, <laughs> already, but uh, yeah, our, our team are, are about to enter in our next season of tax planning. Um, to date, we've saved our client base over $18 million of tax and counting, which is pretty impressive. We love um, the ability to do that and the impact that has on our clients' lives. Mm-hmm. So that is a bit of an intro to, to the presenters, Inspire, um, if you don't know of us already. Um, and now we might switch gears into the old budget update. Yeah. <laughs> uh, righty. So uh, with in terms of the budget update, I've got kind of two slides on what we're going to cover and, and things to keep in mind first. So um, we're going to cover our like the, the type of clients we work with, which are small business owners. Uh, we, a lot of those clients actually have self-managed super funds as well, uh, and we also look after some investors. Um, you can actually be all three of those too. So uh, it's a very um, it's a word that that is the people we work with, um, and so that is the most relevant pieces of the budget we can, um, uh, I guess, take out and, and share. Um, so that's the the lens we're looking through now in terms of like every budget. There's plenty of fine print. Like we've we've got like four dot points per thing that the budget's announced. Behind that might sit tens of pages of stuff, and <laughs> it's all an idea anyway. So it's it's only draft. It's it's only pardon me. It's only a draft until the legislation's actually passed and it's um, and it's ready to go. So the the other thing as well is uh, we've we've mentioned the stuff worth mentioning. So uh, there's more to it, but here's the key stuff. Like um, I, I, like we've. For instance, the Medicare levy surcharge thresholds change by like 80 or 100 bucks for, for a certain income range. We're not going to go into that detail because it's just so menial and silly to, <laughs> to, to waste pages over, um, yeah, just something um, that has little to no impact on, um, on Australia, but uh, <laughs> definitely on our client base. So mm. that is to keep in mind. Riz, would you like to explain the, yeah. the 420? Yeah, so- so the 420. Um, so it's really interesting because this one uh, impacts everyone. So you might have seen this in the last, in the previous years where they're talking about this one, the, it's such a peculiar number. It's 1080, uh, uh, $1,080 in tax offsets. Um, that, that was in the prior years. This year, they're increasing that by $420. They're calling it the cost of living tax offset uh, just to help out uh, the, the average Australian. Uh, what what it means is if you earn less than hundred and thirty sorry hundred twenty five thousand or one two five nine nine there in taxable income, uh, you're going to get automatically a four hundred twenty dollar uh, tax offset. Now it, it's not a tiered. It's not the more you earn, the less uh, offset you get. Uh, it just goes from four twenty to zero if you if you exceed hundred twenty five grand. So um, yeah, we put everyone at the top there. Um, maybe not everyone, yeah. um, but it's is most people are going to be be handed out this $420 tax offset. Now, how does a tax offset works? Uh, is essentially you get that as a tax offset against your tax payable for the year. So when you do your tax returns at the end of the year, it's not like you get that 420 in cash suddenly out of nowhere, uh, but it, it adjusts the tax payment or refund when you lodge your tax return. 
It's definitely a sizable amount uh, if you want the kind of the the, the forty five to sixty grand uh, uh, range because uh, you're going to get four hundred bucks extra in 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 cash this year, which is really really good. So um, might feel yeah. like the tank, mate. Sorry, <laughs> might feel like the tank. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it depends who who it's for, and I think yeah, it, it's great. And something to note about this one as well is. They're not looking to extend that into the next year. It's actually finishing by the end of this financial year, so 2022. But they're giving one last final boost um, before we do that. Now, there is a low income tax offset. So this is the what we call the low to medium income tax offset. There's a low income tax offset as well that you get. Obviously, it's up for low income earners, that one. So the the, the middle range, uh, That's this is the last financial year that, that we're going to see that. And then this is a bonus on top of that 1080. 1,080. Yep. Cool. That's, that's right. Wunderbar. All righty. Next one here, which actually helps with the uh, filling up the car. But um, yeah, I, um, so this was kind of exciting to read, but the, the fuel excise is currently sitting around 44.2 cents a litre, mm. um, which is like excise tax that the government adds on, uh, which is, um, uh, I didn't realise it was such a significant portion when, let's say, the fuel price is about $1.10 or $1.20 a litre. Uh, that was maybe a few months ago, but um, and sorry, just a side note, Lloyd. There will actually be a recording on this one, um, and even sorry, just a side note. We're we're going to pop this as a budget special on our podcast as well, so the the audio recording um, as we go. So um, yeah, enjoy that one. Alrighty. So the temporary reduction is going to be. They weren't really specific on this, but at least twenty two point one cents per liter, uh, which might take the edge off. That might drop drop the per liter price by about ten percent at the moment. Mm. And who knows? The the price of oil might come down as well. Or well, I think it already has dropped since it spiked. But um, anyway, hopefully we see more pressure taken off on um, on the commutes. And and thank goodness for you know, working from home. Yeah, and and I think um, the, just to add with this one is uh, how how it works is a, is a reduction in excise. So it's not like the ATO is uh, sorry the government's going to go into every fuel station and say hey cut your prices down. What they're charging those people are going to reduce. So hopefully that passes on to the consumers. So mm-hmm. they've said that the A Triple C are going to be the watchdogs to make sure that you know that savings actually makes it to the consumer, not to the pockets of the 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 servo owners essentially. So mm-hmm. yeah, we we. I think, yeah, it helps a little bit of that reducing that pressure. Uh, I feel like living costs is slowly creeping up. Everyone's <laughs> feeling it a little bit. Um, mm. But yeah, that, that will help massively. Thanks, Ben. That's it. All righty. Cool. Um, Your favorite. <laughs> so, <laughs> not, not really my favorite, but it's something ah, worth mentioning. Uh, well, the, some, some of the small things is you, you can tax that uh, COVID test uh, needed for work. So I've, I've seen in instances where can be quite disruptive to business owners if if someone has to uh, kind of get a test and get it done and you know kind of you know have have to take some time off to do it. So I've seen where business owners actually buy um, um, some um, some tests to keep at the office uh, on behalf of the employees. So they're kind of giving it out essentially. So you can tax deduct those COVID tests as well. And there's small like 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 what Ben mentioned before. There's some small changes in in uh, the Medicare levy threshold as well. Uh, what that means is uh, um, where where you you pay a, a premium on 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 not having uh, insurances actually changes uh, a little bit. So it's not a big movement at all, but just worth mentioning. Hey, yeah, there you go. And I think um, even that tax deductions for employees as well, from memory. Ah, yep. Yeah, the, um, the eligibility. So cool. Yeah, if, you're, right. if you're an employee watching or listening to this, if you want one uh, for work purposes, that's that's what I've been saying. There's it's tax deductible on your end as well. 
Beauty. All righty. So we're going to shift into the small business um, section, which um, is actually the, one of the largest here, but uh, we'll, we'll go through each thing one by one. The first thing is, um, uh, is the skills and training boost. Now, you know, I said that the, when, when Riz and I were sort of talking before we kicked off, there's not much happening. It sounds nice. It sounds cool. But at the end of the day, I've kind of worked out that it's actually not a huge amount that's going to help. So eh, I just, I don't know how I feel about it. But anyway, so the, the key things are it applies to expenses from budget night until the end of June, not this year, next year, but the year after. So 2024. So this is a few years you've got mm-hmm. to use this one. Um, it's for businesses with turnover less than 50 mil. And the, what it is, is you can deduct an additional 20% of the expense. So that's a tax deduction. That's not a tax offset or refund of 20% of the expense. It just re- further reduces your taxable income by 20% of the expense. So um, I'll just duck down to that bottom dot point there. So assuming that, you, let's say you're at a company tax rate, a small business company tax rate of 25%, this reduces the expense by about by 5%. Like that's, that's the net reduction in cost of your training, thanks to this thing here. Uh, where and, and the maths on that is just 20% extra deduction. So if, you, if you've spent 10 grand on training, we look at 20% extra deduction. So you get to claim another $2,000 on your as the tax deduction times by 25% equals a 5% overall reduction on the actual cost of your training. So if you spend 10 grand, um, uh, I'm just going to stuff this up. So you, you, you get a reduction in the net cost of it by 500 bucks. Yeah. Um, that math adds up, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and it, yes, it does. And and I think the the bit that it's easier to understand as well is it's kind of like the easiest way to understand is training is on discount by five percent. So 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 if you you know kind of like if if you go and 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 you know go shopping and you say oh twenty percent discount, think of it that way. The training is discounted by five percent. Obviously, it depends on the tax rate. So it, it's underpinned mm. by the tax rate itself. In our example here, is this a five percent discount? Uh, mm. uh, on, on and, the training costs. And, and when I first heard that, I started like, beauty, you know, we've got someone at work who we, um, you know, we, a good portion of what they do is actually to organize training and, and even deliver training to our team. Uh, and then I read the fine print, which said uh, it, it applies to external training courses, not internal or on the job training mm-hmm. um, in Australia. So delivered in Australia or online um, and delivered by entities registered in Australia. So um, that's kind of the, the draft stuff that they've given us at the moment. But unfortunately, if you've got a training team member we can't go and claim their salary an extra 20 percent of it or um that sort of thing so so but you know if, if you've got team like apprenticeships um or like formal training you're doing with your team then then that may be eligible so mm. uh, so do keep that in mind again it's not a game-changing amount so again like you know we, when we talk about trying to save tax we don't say oh just go and buy a car to get the tax benefit that's that's just you know spending 50 grand to get a tax benefit of maybe you know fifteen to twenty k back. Um, that that just doesn't make sense. But if you're already doing it, or if it makes sense for your business in general, then the five percent definitely helps um, get the, the the business case, so to speak, across the line. Yeah, and I might add my opinion there. <laughs> feelings on it is that it doesn't drive. I don't think it drives people to go out there and go, hey, let's go shopping for some training. I, I don't. I, I feel like that was the intention. But yeah, uh, you know, we all have our opinions on it. I guess it will help mm. for people who are already doing it. I don't think it's enough to go mm. and do it. You know, it's a bit different. So, but yeah, it's gonna help. It's gonna help. Yeah, um, and and maybe maybe there's a similar one coming out as well. So I'll mm-hmm. move to the next slide, which is the technology investment boost. Mm-hmm. Um, 
this this one applies from expenses from budget night until not this June, but next June, 2023. So one year less than the training boost. Same turnover range under 50 mil and same, same kind of guideline. So it's you'd get to deduct an additional 20% of the expense. Now, there is an annual cap of 100 grand. That's to keep in mind. So if you spend you know, a million bucks on this stuff, you, you can only get an extra maximum additional deduction of 20 grand anyway. And again, if we, we, we do the maths on it, that's ever only going to be a maximum five grand benefit, even if you're claiming the full amount. So again, not game changing. And, and I'm kind of not sure how this one will actually play out because I read the, the, the guidance given so far is it applies to business expenses and depreciation assets that support their digital adoption. So the business's digital adoption, mm. such as you know, portable payment devices, cybersecurity systems, or subscriptions to cloud-based services. I mean, us, like we spend heaps on subscriptions mm-hmm. to cloud-based services. Fantastic. Like, can we just go and put that under this thing? I don't know yet. So, so the, the fine print will come out on that. But keep it in mind that, uh, that we may be able to get a very, you know, a, a, a very small bit of assistance with uh, our, our spend in these areas. So, mm-hmm. yeah, c- keep an eye on this one. I think this might actually be eligible for a, or will make a lot of businesses eligible for this one. But again, like, you know, seriously moving the needle, I don't think so. Yeah, and I think, you know, adding my opinion on this as well again, I think um, a lot of it is to kind of bring it to the, maybe if it's in the background, now it's in the forefront, at least today it is in the forefront. You go, oh, well, you know, if you're experiencing, you know, with the previous one, it's about training with your employees. If you're experiencing a bit of a crunch, you know, in, in retaining people or developing people, this might bring this to the forefront and go, oh yeah, actually I might get a 5% discount. That's a win. At the same time, I can kill two birds with one stone, train my employees as well. So I think that's where the practical magic really happens is it gets you thinking about, hmm, what can I actually do to make sure that the, the skills are retained and, and developed as well within my business? Same with this technology investment boost. They're really, they're really wanting you to start thinking about you know, adopting a more of a, a, you know, one of them is cybersecurity. You know, if you don't have that, hey, maybe that's something you start thinking about. We use a lot of um, cloud software. Cybersecurity is a big thing for, for our firm. If, I, if we didn't think about it before, you know, this is in the forefront. So use that as a bit of a trigger. You get a discount for it, which is great. But if that was part of your many, many to-do list and you've been procrastinating on it, <laughs> maybe this is helping you where you're going to get at least a 5% discount and just get it done because yeah, it has a time limit as well. Uh, so they're pushing people to get it done. Um, something worth mentioning about this, those two, uh, what do Boosts. we call this? Boost, thank you. Um, those two boosts itself. Um, the way it works is even if you incur those expenses between last night and the end of this financial year, you will actually get that 20% uh, discount. So how it works is you might not get it in this tax return when you submit the one that finishes in 30th of June in three months time, you, they'll actually carry that into the next financial year for you because it just takes a little bit of time for them to you know, update their systems for you to be able to allocate some of those expenses. So even if you're already doing it or you're thinking of doing it, what they're encouraging is you get started now. You might not get the deduction this financial year. You'll actually get it uh, in the 2023 financial year instead. Yeah, perfect. Um, And cons asked a really good question. Um, Does the 50 mil threshold apply to a group? Um, It absolutely does. So that's the aggregate turnover of a business group um, rather than just a single entity, um, which may be um, annoying in your case. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But um, but yeah, that is a, a business group. Where they look, they they'll even look to you know related ownerships and things like that. There you go. Alrighty. Um, mm, mm, this one. <laughs> yeah. Get, get, get me a little bit like, oh, okay, what's going yeah. on here? Yeah. So, 
So with this one, um, uh, if, if, if you have a, a, a company uh, running a business and you're prepaying some tax for the current financial year, uh, this is something that we've kind of been waiting for a while. Uh, the, the, the pay as you go installments is the way that you prepay tax for the current year. And usually it's based on last year's uh, returns that was lodged. Now, seeing that in the last two years, you know, last year and this year can be vastly different for a business in terms of performance. And we're still paying tax as if we were trading, you know, as good as last year. Mm. Um, so you, you might be, you know, have, have, how, how this, this kind of helps here is it's not necessarily a tax savings, but a cash flow help. So you don't have to prepay as much as you do where businesses or companies can opt into a real-time PAYG installment uh, uh, kind of system and calculation. Now, this is based on your accounting software. So they'll actually look at current year, how are you doing? And then they'll calculate uh, uh, that uh, the, 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 the tax installment you're supposed to be based on the performance of your business currently, not last year. What I like about this is it actually helps you budget your cash flow, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, plan your cash flow a lot easier. Um, because right now I'm co- having conversations with clients talking about, hey, we have to pay... 15 grand in installments. Riz, I don't have that 15 grand. This is really bad. Oh yeah, but the ATO levied that based on last year, you had a cracker year. Oh, okay, well, I'm tied up for cash flow. They start falling behind on the payments. Issues come up and it's just not realistic. Yes, there we are. We have the ability to vary it down to a reasonable amount. Already. Already, that's right. And yeah. But the, the, this is more of a proactive approach. We don't even have to take that step. Um, so they're really realigning that a little bit closer to what your mm. what your business is actually doing right now, and managing that cash flow is more important than ever right now. Yeah, I guess the the dangerous thing here is it depends on how it's implemented because um, you know it, it it seems to like just on the surface level it seems to rely on the books being perfect and representing taxable profit rather than uh, because I guess when when we look at a, a client zero file versus their tax return, there's a lot of tax adjustments usually, mm. and, and so what this May um, may need to somehow consider is is the difference between you know zeros accounting profit or whatever accounting system you use mm. and, and and what ends up as taxable income on the on the tax return. So um, now we've got a heckler who uses zero. All right, as a new zero. So it's Steve. Um, Steve, everyone does. Yeah. Yeah, everyone uses zero, apart from, from Steve. I think. That's it. Um, so yeah, I guess um, I'm 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 in the unsure if this is actually terribly helpful box, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and and it and it yeah, there's a lot of work that needs to go in on the ATO side, but also the the client side, and and in terms of like up to date books, I, I just don't know how this is going to be really well implemented, um, and and I don't like I'd I'd rather go with the whole variation approach if you're struggling with cash flow and profits down, which is already available. Um, you don't need to connect in your um, accounting software with the ATOs. Yeah, and, and I think yeah, and I think what yeah, that's 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 probably the the, the biggest downside is 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 um you're you're actually presenting stuff as you go along to the ATO rather than you know when you report your tax returns. Um, who knows what that means? Not trying to fear monger anything, but that that just means there's there's a bit more transparency between you and the ATO now. My my opinion of why this is good is actually it, it, it makes you think about tax as you go along as you make mm. profit each month. Um, why I like about that is if you think about let's just think about the top five ta- uh, expenses in your business: rent, wages. Uh, if it's a cost of goods, cost of goods, the tax bill will be twenty five percent of your profit. It's going to be a massive tax bill. Usually, it's an afterthought with taxes, and that's the part that you know, obviously we we pr- provide a proactive service here, Inspire. 
that to help you get tax planning done and all that before today of June. But even if this is implemented, I think it's it, it will be a, a conversation that you will be well aware of closer to mm. uh, 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 the end you know, every month rather than at the end of financial years and afterthought. That's what yeah. I kind of like about that that bit. It's it's a bit more proactive in thinking about your tax. Yeah, that's it. And and the other good good thing, I guess, is the opt in is the key word there, um, rather than. But uh, you know, I kind of feel like it's a matter of time. It's like single touch payroll, which we'll talk about shortly. Mm. That was an idea, and now it's compulsory in in most businesses. So anyway, that's uh, cool. We've got one more in between that. Riz, mm. would you like to share on yeah, on sure. this little? Yeah. Um, so this is quite a straightforward one. Um, there, there's been. A lot of COVID support in the last kind of two years. Um, so many different grants from so many different states. And if you're from, you know, those different states, we started the webinar on today, you can check it out. There's so many different ones. Um, if you don't know about them, I recommend you checking on some of them. Um, New South Wales has an Omicron COVID grant for January if you got impacted. All that stuff, uh, what they're saying right now, it, it will be non-accessible as accessible income, which means that you get more bang for your buck with that grant you're not then paying the state's not giving you that money and then you the the, the federal government takes a clip of that uh what they're saying is that's all yours for you to grow your business and obviously to sustain it uh as well so yeah pay, payments that are made until uh, 30th of june 2022 uh, will be uh uh non-assessable and here's some of those those grants as well i highly recommend looking into those grants if you haven't yet um, you'd be surprised that there's, there's actually quite a bit of help there uh, uh, that, that you might not know about. And it's just different for a different state, obviously. Beautiful. All righty. Now, single touch payroll. Hi, hey, hey, this is an interesting one for business owners uh, with um, payroll bills uh, heading over a million bucks a year. So um, single touch payroll data, uh, actually million dollars is at 1.3 mil is, is Queensland's threshold, mm -hmm. but uh, it is lower for other states. Um, and um, so, sorry, that's that's a pretty general statement I made. Um, it depends on your state payroll tax threshold. Mm -hmm. But the, the thing they've announced is single-touch payroll data so that we're sending literally every pay that we do um, in our payroll software uh, is to be shared with the state revenue officers, um, open sharing between federal ATO and state governments for compliance with payroll tax requirements. Um, the, the spin they put in it, which is, oh, yeah, the benefits to you is it pre-fills your payroll tax return, uh, which is great for, you know, and, and really it is great for admin because um, it's, it's a pain filling out that form and going back months and months and sharing payroll data. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's good in a sense where it'll save a bit of admin for you. And I'm not suggesting that people should not register for payroll tax where you're mm. required to. But mm -hmm. um, but it's definitely a little bit of that that big brother, you know, got an eye in on your uh, on your accounting, like in a, in a huge way. And you know, when, when we look at the pay as you go instalment stuff being connected in, um, mm. I, I just think where we're going is is closer and closer to maybe um, what the the states use in, um, in certain things where they actually take the pay pay as you go withholding tax from employees pretty quickly after payment mm. is made to the team. Um, and and just that really open data sharing between our accounting software and the the ATO and offices of that revenue. So yeah, it's mm. one to look forward to. Yeah, just just to add a little bit there as well. The the, the in in personal experience and professional experience actually, what what I've seen is that sometimes you don't even keep track because there's so many taxes, so many rules, so many different things. An amalgamation of all of the rules will actually help streamline a lot of the admin side of things. 
Um, so, uh, for instance, I think the corp- corporate act for companies used to be state based, and then they mm-hmm. turned that into federal. Um, now the federal government looks after that. Yes, we can argue there's a bit of a big brother thing going on there. I, I actually, I actually see that. And and but where where it helps is you understand the rules singularly. It, it streamlines mm-hmm. everything. So that you you're within the box or out of the box, you can see that clearly. Now, in, in the professional experience I've had, is sometimes we don't even realize, you know, yeah. and you've had this big growth spurt in your business, and you go, oh my gosh, actually I owe back taxes for my payroll tax. We don't, you know, here it makes it a little bit more upfront because then you can keep track of it. Kind of similar to the taxes, you're kind of on top of it before it happens. And and then if there's if there's um, um obviously things you need to do to stay compliant, um you can you can you know meet that head on rather than lay it under track. So I think that's where the, the 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 slight benefit is is making sure that we um, actually stay on top of it. Um, I don't particularly like the the payroll tax. I don't understand why it actually exists. It's a tax mm. on a tax tax for hiring people. It's an encouragement yeah. to hire offshore mm. <laughs> or state. It's yeah, yeah. It's just it's just weird. And there's always been talks about scraping that tax. So we'll see. We'll see what what this actually mm. creates because if maybe more people getting hopefully. You know, it's not too bad, but more people getting caught under the payroll tax, mm. more people will voice out how silly it is uh, at, at the end of the day. So mm. let's let's see where we go with this. Beauty. And um, our good friend of Inspire, Natasha, has just mentioned some some other benefits of this as well, which is, uh, well, it benefits in like making sure people are doing the right thing mm-hmm. is it gives uh, fair work enormous insight into how uh, you pay your employees and whether they're being paid correctly for, you know, all the entitlements and award wages and things like that should be a lot more fluid, mm-hmm. um, which I guess is a good good part of that. <clears throat> Sweet. All right. Mm. Now, that's it for the sort of small business section we've got um, and we've... And I think that's where it's light on, right, Ben? It's kind of yeah. like, mm, mm, okay. Mm. You know. Just another day, right? <laughs> yeah, but I think we've <laughs> we've been used to... Uh, immediate tax deduction. You know, we've yeah. been used to the big, big stuff. And to be honest, I think a lot of the stuff has happened ongoing as well um, with the last two years. Um, for yeah. instance, the depreciation temporary full expensing has been extended. Uh, we haven't added it. It's not part of the budget, but it was announced uh, earlier in the year mm. where that's actually been extended. I think 2020, Jamie, correct me here, 2023 or 2024. But yeah, that's been extended. So <laughs> there's things like that that's happened along the lines, but the budget itself, was a little bit light on for us. Mm, that's it. Alrighty. So now in the investor box, um, there wasn't really much um, in, in the investor department uh, to, to consider. And, and I guess there still is some things to think about. So um, yeah, my, my opinion is no news is, is potentially good news here, even in previous elections, and maybe we'll hear it again. Certain um, parties have suggested to remove refundable franking credits, um, uh, which is, it? yeah, is a Personally, I think it's a bit of an unfair treatment of how people invest their money. So, so that's a good thing from a tax perspective that n- nothing's been mentioned around that. Um, and then the other changes, which are non-budget, but they're, they're definitely related to this financial year that we're coming into, is the ATO has recently released their position on trust distributions and how that's done within family groups. Um, now, uh, the, the, the rules haven't necessarily... Been, been adjusted, but the ATO's position on it, it feels like it's been heavily adjusted compared to what the, I guess the, what do you call it, um, the, the standard that's been set in the past was. So um, if you see thing, if you see the, you know, the whole Division 7A is a reference to the Tax Act, but the, the, the one they're looking at here is Section 100A, mm. uh, or, which is all about trust distributions and, 
And so make sure that uh, if you've got a family trust, discretionary trust, that, that that comes into play in your tax planning with your accountant. Absolutely. Um, it's at the forefront of our whole accounting team. We've been working on it for weeks now in, in terms of our approach and uh, just making sure we do things in, in line, but still, you know, trying to get the benefits of, of uh, using trust in a family group. So, mm. um, yeah. And, and, and this one, we'll, we'll go into a bit more detail on our tax planning webinar in um, actually next Thursday. Yep. 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 Yeah. I think um, that's, yeah, we, we, there are certain things we were waiting kind of eagerly to see if there's something that comes out out of it. But yeah, we didn't really hear much in that area. Yeah, I think, again, there, there might be stuff that gets released even after the budget that, that we might hear in the in the next coming months, especially with the S100A stuff. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big industry conversation topic right mm. now, uh, if you're in that's accountant. A, that's a nice way to say there's a lot of pistol for accountants. <laughs> um, that's it. All right, Riz, tell us about this SMSF. Yeah, so this was, brought, <laughs> this was actually brought about during the COVID to, to help people during COVID. Um, if you have a, a self-managed super fund or you have a super fund, there's a there's a minimum amount. If you're on a pension phase in your super fund, there's a minimum amount that you need to take out each year. Why is that a bad thing, so, so, so to speak, is that if, if you take money out of super, usually it's really hard to get it back into super for people who are retired. Um, so you actually want to take it out as slowly as slowly as possible uh if you can at least a compulsory amount should be as little as possible so that you have more freedom in how much you keep in super um what they've said here is that um they've reduced so this is the old rule the, the, the one that was introduced about two years ago they're saying that the minimum requirement for uh the pension drawdown is reduced and what they're saying here we're going to extend that rule essentially so you don't have to uh draw down uh, uh it was at 50% more than 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 the usual so, so it's reduced by 50%. So yeah, that's going to extend all the way to uh, 30th of June, 2023. Uh, and yeah, there's, there's some rules there. Obviously, minimum drawdowns depend on your age. Uh, uh, usually, usually it's around 4%. Now they're saying, hey, look, don't, you don't have to draw 4%. You can draw down 2%, keep more of your money in super. That gives you a bit of flexibility uh, rather than having to draw 4% out of super as well. Um, so some people might find that as a big win because they might not need 4% of a million dollars being drawn down. Um, they, might, they, they might only need 2% to live on. They want to live, leave more, more of it in super um, because it's a great tax environment in there for them. Cool. Um, again, nothing like it's like extensions, you know, it's, it's, it's nothing crazy new, but that, that's worth mentioning as well this year. And you don't have to go up, go back up to 4% for tax planning purposes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, um, and, and we're going to switch to a bit of Q and A shortly because that's actually the end of all uh, all the bits we felt relevant to share. Mm. Um, before I do that, I'll just mention a couple of things. The first one is uh, if if you do want to sort of see the replays, we post the the webinar replays on Facebook uh, and YouTube, and we will actually send out the link to the recording after uh, the um, the webinar today. Thanks, Tay, for posting those links to our socials. So. Yeah, if, if you enjoyed it, give us a like on whatever platform you, you choose. Um, and again, um, just an invitation if you do want to have a chat to our team about the budget or how it affects your business, which is probably not a whole lot, um, or, um, or even the tax planning stuff we were speaking about before and what that looks like, mm-hmm. um, then please book in a strategy call. Um, you can do the Zoom one too. Uh, so meet, meet an accountant face-to-face and, and ask some questions and even suss out how we work with our clients. Uh, you are more than welcome to do that. But I think that's about it for 
for me yapping on and you yapping on but, uh, <laughs> uh, but we might we might switch to um a bit of the old q a yeah and if you, get, you guys have any questions feel free to use the either chat or the q a uh, button there this is where you know if you have any quick questions that we can help with yep let's do it um while we're waiting for that there was something in the we were kind of tossing up whether to share uh, this topic or not, but there was there was something in the in the in the budget update as well that was interesting, but it's still quite convoluted in terms of how they're going to apply it. But if you are you know if if you have a a business where you're thinking of uh, issuing uh, employee shares, um, you know uh, schemes to your employees, there was a, a budget announcement that they're going to remove a lot of the red tape that comes around uh, employee share schemes. The problem about employee share, I'm not going to go too much in detail. The problem about it is it's a share, it's a financial product. Uh, so the Corporations Act, uh, the boring, essentially says that you, you know, certain people can uh, issue shares and sell or, or recommend for someone to buy those shares in the company. So that's where the issue comes in is Corporation Act. Uh, uh, actually, there's some disclosure requirements. There's a lot of stuff that comes, i.e. red tape. So it makes it a lot harder for businesses to actually use what is a really good incentive for employees, um, you know, to, to issue shares to them so that they own a part of the business that they're working in. It's such a good incentive, but the red tape usually stops everyone from doing it. It's like, oh, too much, too hard. Uh, so what they're looking at is actually uh, getting rid of some of the red tape uh, and also uh, um, uh, where you can actually in, uh, increase the value in terms of the shares that you can give to your employees as well. Um, there's limitations before in the Corporations Act. They're trying to get rid of all that. I like it because, again, in the market where retention is key right now, you know, people call it the great resignation. Um, it, it's an important part of the business where we can uh, use some of this stuff to retain some of the, those key employees or, or, or key members of your team. Uh, using that, I love that they're getting rid of the red tape, and a lot of startups rely on it as well. Tech startups, or or, or you know any other startups where they don't have cash to pay really skilled employees or employees that they you know poached from you know Apple or from Google that they don't have the money to pay for, but the upswing of the business will be worth a lot for them in the in the future. So I feel like this ESS will be something that a lot more people will start talking about in the coming years. Uh, and, and it's about time because in the Silicon Valley in the US, that's what is literally built on, uh, on the back of employee share schemes. So I think it's good that we're going into this space as well, uh, where there's more than one way to, to attract and retain um, those key team members. There you go. And thank you, Riz. I, um, okay. Yeah, no, we were, we were working out what we did there, but um, mm. in terms of sharing that, it's just, yeah, there's such convoluted rules. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but... We, we did have another question from Yvonne. Thanks, Jamie, for jumping onto it, but I'll, I'll share it for the rest of the people joining. Yvonne asks, how long will the fuel reduction, so the reduction in the fuel excise, be for? Um, and uh, the answer to that is at least six months at this stage is the, the estimate there, uh, which, um, yeah, is half decent, I guess. <laughs> Depends on what you do in your business, right? Like mm. if you're a logistics business with uh, many, 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 many trucks, I think is that your your granddad used to do that? Is that right, Ben? Yeah, he ran a removalist business. That's yeah. it. <laughs> that wouldn't have been fun. <laughs> yeah, even even a small percent of, of of savings will will mean a lot to the bottom line. So, mm. I think that will make some differences in those in those companies that use a lot of 
yeah, fuel in their business. Um, I can think of landscapers. I can think of, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, uh, composting businesses. So, so many, there's so many businesses that, that, that will actually gain quite a bit from that. Mm. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah, All right. we, we, we've still got quite a few people hanging around. I think they're just. I think they're waiting. Well, they're waiting for the music at the end. <laughs> awesome. Matt's got a question. Uh, with regards to the cybersecurity, cloud software and training discussed earlier, is there any detail to training courses for upskilling staff? Great question. The, the honest truth is it's quite on the surface right now. We don't know in detail what, what would be eligible as an expense of what you can do uh, yeah. there. But the, 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 answer, the, the question that you have is any detail to the training courses for upskilling staff? I predict there will be, here's my prediction. I, I think if you have an external provider upskilling mm. your staff, that cost itself you'll get in our example five percent discount on that Um, and and maybe like i'd I'd say with fairly good certainty that things like if you're paying for certificate three fours diplomas apprenticeships through registered training organizations all that stuff should be covered um we're kind of waiting to work out if things like cpd like continual professional development whatever they call that um for accounts for instance is, is included in it you know, bits and pieces like that, or even like, um, you know, consultants that you get to train your team, like they're not kind of RTOs, but um, if, they're, if they're training the team in a formal way, will that count? So that's kind of where, where we're waiting to, to get some clarity there. Mm. Um, yeah, it's not quite in-house if you're paying an external consultant to come and train your team on, let's say, sales skills. Mm. Um, but, you know, they're usually rather expensive. Mm. So, yeah. What, what, what I imagine is that, Usually, when when it's a hot topic like this, you'll see RTOs actually advertising that you know, mm. kind of like like <laughs> donations that are tax deductible. You always uh, see it. Oh, donations are tax deductible above five dollars. You'll see that the RTO say, "Oh, you get a five percent discount." Mm. Uh, you know, or they might not say it that way, but you know, they'll they'll say, "Oh, we 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 include." I th- I predict all of this will come out uh, because it, it is in a span of kind of um until. I think there's two different dates, but 2023, 2024. Mm. Um, so people will start developing stuff to, to make it clearer for everyone. But it is exciting. If you do have any expenses right now, yeah, again, it's not clear, but I think we'll hear not next month, but in the next few days uh, of, of, of what's actually um, eligible expenses. And there's nothing stopping you to, to, to claim that in, the, in this financial year, but you get that, that extra 20% deduction next financial year instead. Beautiful. All righty. Well, we might finish that up there. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks for everyone who's joined in and I hope that's been helpful. It might not be, um, you know, the, the best budget outcome we've ever seen, um, but, you know, there's a few little bits and pieces in there. Yeah. And I think that if, if, uh, if I could kind of get the, 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 uh, some winning strategies for you guys, it would be next week when we do our tax planning webinar. Mm. Uh, if you guys are watching this and going, okay, cool, what, what else can we do? Go to that webinar, um, register for it. I think, uh, Tay, if we can repost that link right now, um, everyone can just register that link. We'll see you guys next week. It will be really about what you can do in the next 30 days to make sure that you save as, as much as possible legally in tax between 9 and 30 June. There's going to be conversations around that S100A compliance uh, as well. It's going to be a massive one. So tune in, definitely check it out, uh, register, um, and we'll, we'll, we'll see you guys next week. Hey, thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to get in touch with today's guests, you can find their contact information in the show notes in the podcast section of our website at inspire.business. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support 
for Young Family Small Business Podcast, be sure to subscribe, leave a rating and a review. Also, do join our Facebook community. You can find that by going to youngfamilysmallbusiness.com. And if you're interested in speaking with an Inspire accountant, head to inspire.business forward slash chat, where you can book a free 20-minute strategy call. And lastly, to catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on my Instagram, uh, which is the at symbol Ben Walker CA, all one word, or at Inspire underscore accountant. Thanks again and see you next time.